0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 56 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For the whole universe of equestrian shopping at a price you can afford, visit equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, we've been enjoying a pile of rain here in Lexington. It's been raining for what seems like weeks now. Uh, our bluegrass here in the bluegrass part of Le- our Kentucky is uh, as green as it gets. It's just growing and green and really unusual for this time of year. Well, you could take some great pictures of it. Let me tell you, and that's where we go today. Today we have back with us one of my favorite photographers, Scott Trees. Scott's been very popular on the show. I've gotten some emails about his tips and the reaction on Equestrian Collections fan page seems to be very good for Scott. Scott brings us another tip on photography. He talks today about what camera you should buy. You know, all of us hack photographers want to take better pictures, but none of us really want to spend the time studying photography. And that's why we have Scott on here to guide us through some helpful short tips on how to take better pictures. Scott is known worldwide for his images of the horse. He has a unique perspective and a whole lot of talent. He's been practicing his craft for over 36 years and has more frequent flyer miles than anyone I know. And he also does a variety of commercial shooting in addition to horses, architecture, fashion, and photojournalism are photographers photo, photographic. Let me get that word out. Services that he's provided to clients all over the world. His dramatic use of light and strong compositional eye and emotional portrayal have been the hallmark of his style. And we'll get to Scott's tip right after we mention equestrian collections. You know, speaking of photographs, they they do they have one of the nicest websites on the internet for horse stuff. Their photography is wonderful and their graphic artists are unbelievable. If you want a wonderful experience when shopping for equestrian stuff at a price that you can't beat, go to equestriancollections.com. And of course, right now they're getting in all the fall stuff. All the fall items are in for you and for your horse from uh, you know outerwear to, to boots to blankets to sheets. Everything for the fall has come in and and is ready for you to buy. And you can find, if you go to their homepage right now at equestriancollections.com, just click on the Ride into the Fall banner at the very top of the page, and you'll find everything you need for you and your horse for fall and winter. So think of Equestrian Collections first before you go to that other favorite of yours, and give them a try. I'm sure they will become your top equestrian product store for this fall and winter at equestriancollections.com. Well, now let's get to Scott and learn what camera we should buy. Well, hi, Scott. Welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. We certainly appreciate you doing these with us out of the kindness of your heart. And I know you're a busy guy out there photographing the world. Uh, and I know you have a little bit of the world left to go, so...
1: Yes, yes, I do. And slowly but surely, I'm getting all the continents covered.
0: <laughs> you must have huge hard drives to store all of your photos. Uh, yeah,
1: I do. I do. And, and I still am one of those crazy film guys that still has all my film files. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Well, you're, you and, were thankful for the digital revolution, and you're really thankful that a one-terabyte drive now costs less than 100 bucks.
1: Oh, boy, am I. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? And then I'm grateful because in the, in the terabyte drive, I have to back up the terabyte drive is cheap as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, I love digital, but there's parts of it I don't like as far as this backup business and, you know, what, what's the format of the future going to be. But, right. yes, as far as storage, no question, it's, it's made life much easier.
0: All right. Well, that wasn't our tip. So, what what do you right. have for us today?
1: Well, today one of the questions I get asked a lot, especially by people that are just trying to get started in photography, is what kind of camera should I buy? Oh,
0: yeah, that's, I, I ask you know because we don't know.
1: Yeah, and well, you know, there's a lot, and especially in today's world, we we are inundated with you know types of cameras, and and you know from point and shoot to the full blown thirty five millimeters. And I think you you know the, the best tip would be buy the best that you can afford. Um, Ideally, the, the point-and-shoot cameras have, have done remarkable things. I mean, I have a little Canon G10 that blew me away as to what it can do. But one of the problems with the point-and-shoot cameras is the lag time when you push that button, that shutter release. And you've probably, people have all kind of noticed is that they, they push the button, but there's a little bit of a lag time, so either the horse's ear has gone back or you can't freeze the motion. And one of the things that happens with the more sophisticated cameras is that they have a more sensitive shutter release that allows you to nail your timing much quicker. Um, and so I would encourage people, because the prices have come down significantly on all of the true 35 millimeter digital cameras now, so get one that allows you to have interchangeable lenses um, and will enable you to buy the better lenses and, and have the better shutter release on them. Uh, I get asked a lot, you know, Canon and Nikon versus whatever. I mean, I'm a Canon guy, I've been a Canon guy for years. I've got Nikon friends and we have friendly banter back and forth um, about which camera is better. At, at the professional level, all these cameras are remarkable. And I think it's important for people to realize that it's not the camera, it's the eye behind it that takes the picture. Right, right. And so, um, you know, don't get bogged down in brand name. Buy a camera that feels good in your hands and buy a cam- and buy the best camera that you can afford.
0: And I think that you, we, we are seeing, like, I know I hear talked about as the Nikon, I think it's the D80. Uh huh. Um, you know, and, and cameras like that, that are it, uh, but they're in the 800 to. Yeah, I
1: mean, you bet. I mean, the very first digital camera that ever came out was $25,000. Oh, wow. And it was a whopping 2.2 megapixels. <laughs> um, and so, you know, now we're getting cameras, you know, that. Um, I mean, 20, 24 megapixels. I mean, this little Canon G10 I bought, which is a point-and-shoot, but it's a camera that I just throw in my backpack and, or my, my you know, pocket and can shoot anything. It's 15 megapixels. I mean, it's... Um, and, but don't get too bogged down in megapixels. I mean, it's... But yeah, because you can
0: only do so much with all those megapixels. You betcha. I
1: mean, and ultimately, you know, what are you going to do with it? If all you're going to do is print snapshots or do them for the Internet, huge megapixels is a waste of, of storage device. Right. But, um... And we're rapidly coming to a point where the megapixels are, are actually outperforming the ability of the lenses to capture the sharpness uh, and the detail that they're capable of doing, but that's another show. But, um, you so know, you would say
0: right now, if you're going to get a half-decent camera, you're looking at what price range?
1: Probably $1,000 to $1,200. And it, you really know, I guess where you can
0: get really With costly the lens. is in the lenses.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. the money's in the lenses. Yeah. And so, um, you know the pro lenses are going to be a little bit more expensive than, than the which are basically pro by virtue of the fact they focus a little faster they 're in a little more durable housing. but again, the, the digital age has really brought the cost of equipment down significantly to two where it 's truly you know for twelve hundred dollars you can get a lot of camera.
0: Well, great. You know, and I think that's the mistake we all made. It make as we look at them, we don't know what we're doing, and we don't know where to go for help either. We read right. the Amazon reviews, which really doesn't tell you
1: much. Right. Well, the thing is to do is to, you know, everybody's got a camera now. So you know, ask your friend. Look, can I let me let me shoot it? Can I take some pictures with it? And you know, go. I would say go to a reputable camera store. I mean, it's. You know these their their job is to help you find a camera that works for you, and they can point out the features of what you what you m- might need and might not need and um, you know they can. They've got the cameras there. You can pick them up. You can hold them in your hands. You can see which ones feel good to you, and they can certainly help you get into the camera that best suits your budget. I
0: was just going to say, can you buy too much camera for your technical ability as well? Absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely. I mean, i I mentioned earlier in one of your shows that that you know, I, I used to be the one that showed up with the best camera when I shot film, and today I'll show up with with uh, you know clients have got better cameras, bigger lenses than I do, but they don't know how to use the cameras. Right. And I mean, there's at the professional level, some of these cameras can do remarkable things in fine-tuning. Most people don't need that. Well, I mean
0: That leads to one other question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Is and I've been curious if I wanting to ask you this. How much of photography can be learned and how much of it is just innate talent?
1: The eye is innate talent. I can take somebody that has a great eye and teach them the technical very, very quickly. I can take a great technical photographer that doesn't have an eye or can't see light and not do a whole lot for them. Okay.
0: I, I, I kind of figured that was going to be your answer. Yeah. It's, it's like anything else. Some people can paint, right. and they can be taught to paint better. Right. Uh, if you can't paint at all... You, you, you're probably not going to paint a whole lot better if you just don't have that talent. Right.
1: Well, it comes it comes, with, it comes with practice. And I've always, when people have asked me about wanting to be photographers, I've always referenced Stephen King, who has told writers if they want to write, write. And I say the same thing, especially in the digital world of people. If you want to take pictures, take pictures. But be honest. Take a look at your stuff, what's good, what's not good. Uh, actually, that should be another show. Maybe we could cut that out. That would There's... be how, how, to, how to critique your work. will oh, make good. that another show. Okay. Well, um,
0: well, that's great, Scott. Well, you know what? I think that you're off to take more pictures, and we will have you back again, I am sure, if you'll come back.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right.
0: what's Where can people find your work, your video, and, and your still photography?
1: They can find me at www.treesmedia.com. And that's
0: media. dot com. Yep. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Glenn. Look, I appreciate it well we thank scott for joining us today scott will be back with us periodically with new photography tips if you like scott we spent more time with him on the stable scoop show and a special photography episode go to stablescoop.com and look for episode 13 well today i have a geek's tip for you Well, my tip for you this week is a website called GetReadyKY.com. It's a website all about the world of equestrian games. If you have any interest in the games at all, which if you, sh- if you do, you should be listening to the 2010 radio show... But uh, this website actually just popped into my radar last week. I think it's fairly new. But they do a great job of covering all the news around the World Equestrian Games. And they also have a great calendar of what's going on here in Lexington horse-wise. Because there's always something going on. It just appears to be very professional and very well done. Uh, They have different sections. They talk about events that are coming up. Uh, They also cover what's happening in Lexington as far as the city's concerned a good frequently asked questions section. I just, uh, there's a whole lot going on over there at uh, GetReadyKY.com. So if you're interested in the world of question games, I would put this website on your favorites list. uh, They do a nice job. Congratulations to them. So it's GetReadyKY.com. And if you'd like to contact me, you can do that at Glenn with two ends at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe through the show through iTunes or Zune uh, so that shows are automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search for Horse Tip Daily or follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows, including the World Equestrian Game Show. You can find them all at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.